Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. Hey, welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with some of Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. I'm here today at the Lodge with Scott Basler, who is the Lodge Dad, I believe, is what your t- official title is. <laughs> Owner and CEO. Oh, ooh, so you got fancy on me. <laughs> so, Scott, I know, so you're a photographer, right? Yeah. So how did you get involved with, with putting this together? Tell us a little bit about what the Lodge is and how you came to be the, the grandpappy. Uh, um, well, the Lodge is basically a, I don't know, it's probably a lifetime commitment, I would say. <laughs> Um, it kind of started over in Covington, Kentucky, about 10 years ago, where I became roommates with um, John Wyrick, who is now a.k.a. Dr. Johnny Walker. Um, me and him lived in an apartment that was also a Masonic Lodge. Uh, this apartment was used for recording, photo studio, and also for some parties and that type of thing. Was there room for all that stuff? Um, it was a giant ballroom. Okay. So it, it, it still exists, but um, it's in other people's hands now. Oh, okay. But, Had to pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> so now this is kind of an upgraded version of what our dream was. So... Um, the idea behind the place was to get a place together that we could collect all of our uh, mutual friends and co-workers and create a place for them to be able to have a creative outlet and be able to put aside like their excuses for not being able to have the space or the tools needed to do their craft and just kind of shut up and do it. So. <laughs> so it sounds like this is all about efficiency. And by the way, this place is huge. This is how many? Wait, how many floors? Uh, it's five floors. It's about 9,000 uh, square feet. We walked up a ton of steps. 67 stairs. Okay. <laughs> and what are all the different spaces used for? Um, so in the basement, we have uh, screen printing and painting studios. Uh, you walk up one flight of stairs to the, the main foyer, which is the entrance to the gymnasium. Uh, the gymnasium is going to be used for photography. Yeah, lots of good um, natural light in there. Yeah, it's probably the best natural light in the building. So um, and that space used to be rented out to um, the county to hold the county's voting machines. Oh. And I didn't get that space until one year ago. So, so people were still in here voting? They just stored the machines. Oh. So, uh, hmm. Did you find we, any hanging chads? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. They, they had stepped up to digital, so. Cool. Um, so now that we have that room back, we're going to use that for photography. Um, then you take another flight upstairs up, and we have our little relaxation slash zen room. <laughs> It was very relaxing. Lots of greenery, lots of plants. Yeah, I probably we, need that right now. We might be holding weekly yoga classes. Oh, that's um, a great idea. And those type of uh, relaxation benefits here at the mm-hmm. lodge. Um, then we go up another floor, and we have the second auditorium, and that is the recording studio, um, aka Masonic Sounds. Oh, there's a separate name for the recording studio. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Because so, it looks like it used to be a theater or something. Yeah, it's where the Masons used to hold their secret ceremonies. Oh, so it's oh, a if there were cameras. <laughs> so it's a large sealed room that many people weren't allowed to come up to and see. But it was well preserved. Um, all of their names are still on the chairs that surround the whole room. Oh, that's nice. Um, which will probably soon be replaced by lodge members' names. Okay. So that's part right. of our plan, too. And then the very top floor is where we're sitting now is the um, 
the main control room for the recording studio. Now, this studio looks like what I see on TV when they talk to, like, artists when you watch, you know, TV shows about rappers and musicians and whatnot. This looks like that type of room. Is that what happens here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How often does it get used? Well, we have officially been open two weeks. <laughs> Congratulations. So, thank you. Like having a newborn. Yeah, and our first uh, band that recorded under proper uh, legal status <laughs> is uh, a band called Lung. And it's a new band uh, with Kate Wakefield and Daisy Kaplan. And that uh, session was engineered by John Hoffman. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what they uh, accomplished, but they did like a 48-hour um, little binge recording oh, and wow. recorded eight tracks and uh, looking forward to hearing what's coming out from that. So Yeah, that should be pretty cool. Did they actually play the music down in the, uh, yeah, in the main recording room. area? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also have the band All Seeing Eyes that are going to be booked. They're going to be recording here in a couple weeks. Another band called Hypertensions. Um, last week, another band named Flesh Mother, which is a local band. Uh, I just want to talk to everybody about their band names. <laughs> I just want to know. I need all the details. Yeah. Um, Flesh Mother was a pretty hardcore group, and huh. I was downstairs during most of the recording, and it sounded like there were a lot of people being injured up here. But <laughs> <laughs> but everybody came out okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Everybody was fine. They with all had smiles on their faces. <laughs> so how are people finding out about this space? Um, it's really just word of mouth. Um, I have a lot of friends that are within the industry. Uh, it's kind of a small world when you get to talking with different musicians around town and different studios. Um, and, yeah, it's just kind of buzzing around. So if you get one band in here, they see the space, and then they get shocked and awed by the size and grandeur of the space, and they're like, oh, I want to come back here and record. And then I'm just like, yes, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. And it seems like a really efficient way to do a lot of different things that all make sense together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to record here, if you want to shoot your studio or your album cover, mm-hmm. make t-shirts to sell at your shows in the basement. Exactly. Is that kind of what the idea was? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to... The premise is to have um, lodge members, which are going to be the main artisans. So that's the photographers, painters, graphic designers, uh, screen printers, and they're going to be able to support what's going on in the studio. So like you said, being able to offer the services of having show posters made or even designs for future artwork or whatever, you can kind of build those relationships with the artists and the musicians. And that way, like it's a community that's all working together, but working separately. So, yeah, that sounds great. So how did you, how are you hooking up with all these other artisans? So the painters and the photographers and Um, I mean, I've been a photographer around town for like 15 years, and I photograph for Soapbox Media, and most of our premise is to go out and find new talent and focus in on those stories. So I've been lucky enough to meet tons of people through just taking their photos. So, And I'm not very shy, so (laughs) I hand out my cards to everybody I meet that I think that we have a common thread with. So... It's really just been word of mouth so far. Um, We had some good press. Uh, We had a band some people may have heard of called Walk the Moon. Who? Yeah. I don't (laughs) don't think anybody's familiar with them. But they ended up, uh, while we were still building out the the space, they rented uh, just for storage and for rehearsing. So they ended up writing their, uh, I think it might be triple platinum album um, in that room over there. Are you serious? Yeah. Where the magic happened. Yeah. 
So, wow, okay. Uh, but they gave us some nods in like Rolling Stone and a couple other interviews, ah. um, how they recorded in a lodge in Dayton, Kentucky. And that was before we were really established. Right. So it wasn't, I told them not to shout it from the rooftops, but, <laughs> but, but it's still heard. good to have on people's radar. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's cool. So if you started out as a photographer, do you still do that? Yep, okay. I'm still the managing photographer for Soapbox Media. Is that like a full time gig? Um, it's full time. It's yeah. not. I mean, we uh, wish there was more content for me to shoot there, but I still do a lot of freelance work. Um, okay. I do a lot of music videos for bands as well. So that's another. Wait, so time. you do photography and videography? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay, so now how? Do you- <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm tired just thinking about I know. it. <laughs> Between doing all that and managing this space, so how do you find? Because uh, I'm always curious about this. How do you find the difference between uh, editing photos versus video? Um, it is more painstaking to... Well, I don't know. How should I put this? Um, video, you just have to think about it way ahead of time before you're editing so you do like a storyboard. Yeah, and, and you're okay. shooting it correctly where you're not just shooting tons of film and you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. It's better to have it actually planned out where my photography is not planned out at all. It's like I let the circumstance happen and then I photograph and adapt to whatever happens. Um, a lot of photographers like to have their their image in mind before they go in there. And yeah. I'm, I don't get my hopes up for a certain vision and I just like allow... <laughs> the reality of the situation to take place and Uh then I'll capture that. But with film, like, if you just keep on shooting, like, it's probably times three in real time how much time you have to take editing. So you can be precise and be like, okay, here's my intro. I'm panning left, panning right. Okay, next. Exactly. Yeah, it's more important for planning, which is, I don't know, it's a different type of uh, process that I'm getting. I'm getting used to now. So, uh, me and my roommate uh, did a music video for Walk the Moon, and it was a stop. Which one? It was different colors. Okay. It was their lyric video. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So it was a stop motion, long exposure, still photography animation. That sounds like a lot of things, and they took a long time. <laughs> yes, yeah. it took us easily. It probably took us a total of two months, but it took us a month straight of shooting every night from when the sun went down till when the sun came up. Whoa. And it was all over the city doing, like, gonzo shoots. Yeah. Like, no permits, just kind of going into something parks. something the bridge? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we used this, uh, this device called a pixel stick, which is a way to, like, paint with light using this digital stick mm-hmm. that creates images, and we used it to create words, so... That was interesting, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the experience under your belt, so yeah. now you know, like, for next time, if you want to do something yeah. along those lines. But as far as photography, though, I mean, there, with every day, there's an, 10 more photographers in the market, so <laughs> I'm just finding That's that... True. I'm just finding that video, there's still a lot of need for that three-minute video, whether to present... I agree. Like, what's going on at the lodge, or what's going on with your radio show, mm-hmm. or anything, any quick pitch... Like being able to knock that out in two to three minutes is like tells more than 
you know, a batch of photos and some words. I, I agree. Think. And there aren't enough people, in my opinion, who actually know how to do that. Yeah. At least well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how to do it, but it's, it turns out like crap. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still working on my formats. A lot of mine just kind of look like, oh, he used iMovie. <laughs> that is legit, Tight. okay? I paid good money for this laptop. <laughs> We're going to use our software. I agree. I agree. So once everything kind of gets rolling with the lodge, how do you envision how do you envision its growth? Um that's a good question. <laughs> I more envision just me getting through the next day <laughs> and this One place not burning down. Um I'm still like I said, I just opened last week. Right. Um I still have a lot of conversations, grown up conversations with Insurance companies oh, I and hate yeah, and figuring out liabilities. Um, oh, I just boy. found out that I got the occupancy to have 329 people in this building. Oh, that sounds like a party. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, with that party comes liability. That is insurance. true. Also, also true. <laughs> and I still have to figure out all of that stuff and what it's going to cost. Like, cost me. So I'm like literally still figuring out what my monthly overhead is going to be. Then I'm going to try to use the membership to sustain to cover that overhead. And then the draw of this place is going to be like in my push for advertising, it's going to be getting bands in here to record. So I think the first step is getting people in here using this space. And then hopefully we get enough bands coming in here. It'll ignite and spark all the other people in the building to be able to create for those bands or just keep on working. Because a lot of people have studio space. Cincinnati is not a hard place to find space. Mm -hmm. But community is like, I mean, a lot of times you can have this awesome warehouse, beautiful light, everything. And you're sitting there alone and you're just like, that's no fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, I might, maybe I'll just take a nap (laughs) 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 or I'll go do something else. And everyone's got the FOMO and they're always just like picturing something else that's going on. And I don't know, with me a lot too, it's like, I need other people to create those sparks. And if it's absolutely all sparking around me, then I'm more apt to even like keeping my station cleaner and just, yeah. I mean, when you're alone, you can be a slob, but when you're around other people, you're going to be like, oh, I guess I will pick up my Christmas Yeah. Stuff. Don't put your boogers around other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I totally get that. Cause yeah. I get creative spark from other people as well. I need my downtime, like for me, mm-hmm. but in terms of getting motivated to actually do stuff. It's mostly from being around other creatives. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the type of environment I'm trying to create without creating chaos, which is... <laughs> so, a delicate balance, I would imagine. Yeah, someone early on told me when they, I gave him the tour of the lodge that it's very hard to manage utopia. Hmm. <laughs> so once I figure out that management problem, I think we'll be okay. So how would somebody become a part of the lodge because you said it's like a membership or subscription type service right um right now i'm basically i mean for the last five years i've been building this place out and kind of hedging my bets with certain artists that i'm trying to get in here um so we're going to start off small small it's going to be about (laughs) 20 members and right That's now, a pretty good number. Yeah, and right now I have about 18 people, and then there's like still a couple that are on the fence and look shopping other studios. So um, right now I'm not actively looking for other members. Okay. Uh, we will be once we figure out if this works with the amount of people that we have and if there's more room to do that or... Yeah, so um, as far as the growth, it's really just getting bands in here and showing them what what's going on and... Um, making it still affordable compared. I mean, there's a lot of recording studios in town, too, so... Are there? There are. 
There's I, one right down the street where the breeders are recording at, or they recorded at last week. Oh, see, it's like I right have, on the block. I have I have no insight into the music industry, so yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, even just in Northern Kentucky, there's um, there's Candyland Studios, which is Mike Montgomery's. There's the Sanctuary, which is uh, Ashley's place, which is an old Masonic church down in Newport. Uh, there's the Bamboo Room in Latonia. There's Ultra Suede on Spring Grove. Um, yeah, I could list off. How a am lot I so more. lost? I like this is a, <laughs> this is one of those pockets of life that I just have absolutely no insight into. So it's always really interesting right. to hear other people talk about what's going on in this. I mean, it's an entire community that I have no no knowledge of. Yeah, and I'm still. I mean, I'm still learning myself. Like I said, I'm not a musician. I'm yeah, not so a you, recording okay, engineer. So how did you manage to? <laughs> get into all the music stuff without actually being a musician uh, i'm cursed with a lot of <laughs> friends that are musicians and I'm blessed blessed <laughs> yes yes hashtag blessed hashtag blessed uh but uh my business partner in this is dr john wyrick um he was in a band called the soldad brothers he continues to have different incarnations uh, he was in a band called the Cut in the Hill Gang, and now his band's called the All Seeing Eyes. Um, and and yeah, so he's a full time physician. He works emergency, or he started out in emergency psych care, and now he's at the state um, mental ward. Man, talk about duality. Yeah, so he works more than anyone I've ever met. Maybe like eighty hour weeks. Oh, I didn't know there were that many hours. Yeah, and then. In his time off and his release is music still. So um, most of this recording stuff all is Johnny's. And he is also like set on trying to provide the tools for the people around him and and within our community to be able to do their trade and do it well. Um, He's really focused on analog. So Hmm. if you notice, we have a lot of tape machines and all these outboard gears, all analog tube equipment. I just see buttons and dials. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Oh, actually, have you guys ever thought about doing classes? Uh, that would be like phase two. Okay. Uh, once we get running and, like I said, our, get our system sounds with actually just functioning as a unit, mm-hmm. then we can open up to being towards classes and more towards the community-based uh, Yeah programming and everything so it is on the list but it's okay a little bit further on the list okay i'll, I'll wait i'll yeah. wait because i need to learn stuff yeah i'm, I'm trying <laughs> me too. to learn stuff. Me too. <laughs> okay well we can be in a class together yeah but all this uh external gear that you see here uh in a lot of studios would be all be in your laptop so these are all uh. analog versions of everything that would be in a program on your computer uh-huh. um it looks very confusing from, from where I'm sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily we have um, Paul Brum is our engineer here at the lodge, and he knows how to fix and wire up any and all of these machines. So he's got a brain unlike anyone else in the lodge, and we are very thankful for him to be around. Yes, it's always great to have those people around. Yeah. And he's going to be the the main engineer uh, that most of the bands work with when they come through here. So, um, but just yesterday, I gave a tour to a band called the Hooten Hollers from St. Louis, and they, how they know? Um, Ralph, friend of band? Johnny had a show in St. Louis. This band opened for them. They hung out a little. He said they had a studio. Uh. They were playing at the Southgate House. We called them, say, "Hey, you want to check out the studio?" Uh-huh. They came over, they saw the place, and then they're like, "Well, 
okay, yeah, well, <laughs> you, you got any time in in August? And we're like, yes. Okay, so people can so bands can actually get on the schedule if they mm-hmm. like, call email. Uh, yeah, both uh, the lodge ky at gmail mm-hmm. is our uh, email address. Uh, and I won't give my phone number out. Those you gotta no, earn not right that. Now. You gotta earn that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a great idea. I like that. And then, how about the other artists? Are that the ones who are already kind of part of the the system? Are they scheduling time based on like some sort of calendar? Um, we're still working on that. I'm actually working with one of my neighbors to develop an, an easy calendar app yeah. to where we can at least live time be able to let you know who's going to be using oh, the studio and when yeah. um i know there's like google apps and calendars or whatever and i'm, gonna, I'm trying to find a more basic way that it, it's just going to be blocks of color that people can lock in and like hmm. people will know when they're going to be working because that's another thing about the studio space that we still have to work out like i've never had 20 artists working in here at the same time so um it's gonna be interesting and artists like listen to their own music and if they have to be really quiet I don't know how loud they can be up downstairs while a session's going on up here. Uh-huh. So right. there's some... These walls seem pretty thick, though. They are, but you'll be surprised how much you can hear a band playing up here down in the basement. Well, that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, the number of drums alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty loud, but we have never had... Uh, I mean, the walls are about three feet thick, and um, there's really no windows in the recording studio besides these that lead up to the control room and we haven't had any neighbor complaints and we got through all the zoning issues that I had to deal with because we had to kind of battle I had to go in front of a uh, an election committee to plead my case for turning this building into an art studio and they were concerned about parking and building safety and noise and all of those fun neighborly things since we're in nice residential Dayton, Kentucky over here. I know, it's adorable. This is is the last (laughs) place you would expect to find a recording studio, but it's so cute on the way down. Yep. So with all this going on, how do you manage your time? Like, what does a day look like? (laughs) I suspect that that meant maybe it's an issue, but how are you, how are you, like, what's a typical day? Um, she's typical day. I don't know. Um, I don't have a real routine as of now. A lot of times, uh, I am recruiting bands by going out and seeing bands. So that doesn't sound like work. (laughs) Right. So I have a very hard time defining what my work is and what work time is and when I'm not working. Separation. Yeah. Yeah, Because I mean, I bring my camera everywhere. I take photos everywhere. So Hmm. it's pretty good marketing when you're everywhere and you have a camera. People are constantly reminded that, oh, he takes pictures. Maybe we can hire him. (laughs) Um, But a lot of times I'll even... I mean, who was it? Uh, a band called Diane Coffee was in town like three weeks ago, and they were playing at Motor. Heard them a lot on N- or on uh, WNKU. Uh, they kept on playing them over, and I'm just like, oh, I like this. So I hit them up on their Facebook being like, hey, guys, um, if you guys need a place to crash, let me know. Um, I also have a studio you guys can check out. And they ended up crashing with me next door. I live in the house next door. Oh, well, and then, that's convenient. Yeah. And then they came over and saw the studio, and they're like, we're just blown away. And my girlfriend's a chef, and she made them food after their show. Ooh, and they were just like, taken for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, what? And, 
And yeah, so it's kind of like the shock and awe it's campaign. Like Airbnb uh, for musicians type. Right. Of well, that's initially what I wanted for this place is to be able to have bands that were able to stay here. Um, but due to zoning and building oh. issues, I can't have people sleep in this building. Right. But uh, my business partner Johnny bought a mansion on top of the hill right over here, and it has like three apartments in it that's going to be able to be used for bands that are in town uh, recording. Okay, that's so that's cool. where the rock and roll B and B is up there. <laughs> I like that rock and roll B and B. Yeah, but his house is like almost as big as the lodge. Whoa! And it's on the top of that hill over there. It's crazy. That is crazy. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of outreach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You see an opportunity, and you're like, hey, I might be able to help these people in some yeah, way. Yeah, I have many plates spinning right now. Yeah, it sounds and like And I was it. actually asking someone the other day, I'm like, how many conversations can you have at one time? Like, with extended, like, with mm. email, open-ended conversations, open text messages, open, like... I'm getting a headache just thinking about right? it. Right? <laughs> and my, I'm like, I'm pretty much really close to my saturation level, um... But I'll keep pushing on. <laughs> I mean, okay, because you don't want to get burnt out. Yeah. How yeah. are you taking time for yourself, or are you? I'm going to Hawaii next week. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, you hit me with the big one. Yeah, yeah. I was like, a massage? <laughs> little Manny Patty action? No, yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, I did get a massage after I got my official clearance from the building inspector and you. the fire department. And I was actually supposed to be photographing a wedding in Hawaii, and the wedding got canceled, but I still have my plane ticket, so... Yeah, we're still going to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to suck it up and relax for a week and then (laughs) come back to this madness. Okay, good. Hopefully you'll be refreshed and even more inspired. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Well, thank you for talking to me today. Tell the people where they can find more about you and The Lodge. Sure. We have our website up, which is thelodgeky.com. Our email is thelodgeky at gmail.com. And on Facebook? Facebook, yeah. It's The Lodge in Dayton, Dayton, (laughs) Kentucky. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Uh, You can also find me on the interwebs. I'm at The Style Sample on Instagram and Twitter, and you can check out my website, thestylesample.com. If you want to listen to previous episodes, head to creativecitypodcast.com, and I will see you next time. (laughs) 